Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This afternoon, I'm with Adam, and we've got a guest from Swindon Town, Rich Pullen, joining us later on. But uh, first things first, how are you doing, Adam? I'm not too bad, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the Sunday one, um, way before Christmas, so uh, quite looking forward to it. Yeah, well, we've not had many midweek games, have we? Since uh, since Christmas, you thought one, or, you know, they'd slip one or two in. But anyway, talking about games, uh, yesterday was a bit disappointing, Adam. Yeah, nothing much happened, did it? Really, it didn't. Game just didn't develop. There was no flaw to it. No, I mean, I know, like we're playing behind, you know, closed doors with no fans, but I didn't even see any players on pitch. No, I thought Curtis Tilt might have made a big splash on his return, but apparently not. They, they were playing, still playing the pre-match music off by mud. Yeah, it was disappointing, really, being called off after you know what happened in the week. I thought it was a chance for us to pick ourselves up a bit, weren't it? You know, going because yeah, I, we did. And we did that last time, didn't we? I think I think we did. We go and get a point at Fleetwood just after we bit lost five 0 didn't we? To Rochdale, so it's nice to get the one out of the system in it straight away. I suppose it gives them a bit more. They did look very leggy, didn't they, the other night? So maybe. Maybe that little bit of a break is going to help them. I think a game like Northampton away and the situation that we're in and they're in as well, there's enough in that game to motivate them isn't there, to put that spark in. And obviously, we'd have had we'd have had two debuts with Ojo and uh, you know Tilt making a return. I think, I think I think Tilt would have played. I think he would have. I don't know which one would have played with him. I think they've only gone two, wouldn't they, at the two centre backs, but. I think we might have left out one of our forward players to to accommodate another midfielder because we did look a bit overrun in there, didn't we, the other night against Blackpool. I'd have probably controversial rested Joseph, just giving him a bit of a freshen up. Liam Richardson hinted that there was a couple of injuries and I have a feeling that one of them was probably Joseph because he did look like he was carrying a knock from, from early in the first half, didn't he, on, on Tuesday? Yeah, maybe a bit of lack of experience from him, really, because when they're young lads, they just want to carry on playing, don't they? And I think I think as you get older, they know when they're injured, they just come off, don't they? Talking of uh, newcomers, there's still some transfer rumours knocking around. The transfer window shuts on Monday, the 1st of February, 11pm. And the latest rumours, cure of Alan Nixon, hot off the press, hot off his Twitter account. Will Griggs still be mentioned? Ozan Shrewsbury in for him, uh, dependent upon whether Sunderland can bring a striker in or not. Uh, and then with two centre-backs, Scott Wooten from Plymouth, 29-year-old, loads of experience, been around Tranmere, Peterborough, Forest, Leeds, Rotherham, MK Dons, yeah. he's at Plymouth at the moment. And the other lad is Ryan Edwards, who's currently at Dundee United. He's 27 years of age, six foot five, and he played 111 games for Morecambe. But he's also appeared for Plymouth and Blackpool before making the move north of the border. Personally, Adam, I'll come to you in a second. I think of those two centre backs, we'd only look to be bringing one in. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure which one it would be, and it's still dependent on us probably losing another player from the squad. On those profiles, what you've just said, I, for me, I think I, I remember what I, I can. I've remembered him playing against us. I think he's decent. I'm surprised that they're looking to let him go, to be honest. I'm not saying that... I think at the start of the season, you'd have brought the other guy in from Dundee because he, he would have been experienced to add to a really young side. But I think now we've got to start thinking about is the player coming in going to make us better, not just to provide experience. And 
We've already got Tilt. He's a, I don't want to call him a journeyman because he's played at a decent level, but this other guy just looks for me like he could be a journeyman. And whereas Wotton, I think, would improve us. Um, so, yeah, I think he'd be the one personally. If, if I was looking for anyone, I think I'd look to bring him in and then obviously move all, all beyond. They're both Scotians, aren't they? Both Edwards and Wooten. And I think we was asking Strange on Lennon and Go, I think he's requested to move back to the northwest, he, he's a bit homesick and he wants to come back up here. I think that's one of the reasons. Well, that makes that makes that makes some sense then, doesn't it? It's a bit like when I think Jason Pierce left us, did he not? He wanted to go back back down south, didn't he? Oh, that's the story the club put out. <laughs> Remember, because he said, "Oh, I never said anything of the sort." Who to believe? Who to believe? Yeah. So, like we said before, obviously, players would need to leave for these to come in. Um, I think, oh, did you mention Orby, though, being the favourite one to go? I think so, because he's not been offered a contract, has he? Long's got a contract, hasn't he? So, you'd think he's not going to be going, is he? I can't see Robinson going, because he's the only backup left-back we've got. He's the only one, really, I can think of. I can't, I can't see where else we'd free up a space in the squad, uh, unless somebody goes who... You know, somebody goes who we wouldn't want to go if you see what I mean. Someone who is sought after by a higher, a higher level team. Orby would obviously be. I think he can make a career in the game. Maybe he'd have to drop down to League Two, but I think I think he could get somewhere, or even in the National League. You know, that's a good standard just to get him started. I think he'll get another club. But if we need, if we need to free up a space for me, I don't think we overly miss him in terms of what we've already got at the club. But he's done a good job for us, you know, in difficult circumstances. So if he stays, then I'm all behind him to uh, to do well for us. But if we're linked with all these players, something's got to give, hasn't it? Someone's got to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it will be a crying shame. I mean, I know there's no sentiment in football, but when I think about where we've come from, uh, you know, f- from July to, to reach this point in the season, and them lads have stood, stood tall for us and, and they've done a cracking job. Even though we're in the bottom four, we're still, we've still been competitive and, you know, they've thrown in at the deep end and every single one of them are, are heroes to us, aren't they? Yeah, they've done a good... And, and the thing with Orby is as well, you know, he has played quite a lot of games for us this season. You know, he's played quite a lot of league games, so he has contributed. You just wondered, or don't you, it seemed odd that we finished the game with four full-backs on when there was a centre-back on the bench. <laughs> Which for me might might say where Richardson has him in his pecking order really compared to the other centre back. That I mean that did tell a story. That did. Big game Tuesday night, heading off to Wiltshire. We're going to face uh, Swindon Town. Obviously, uh, John Sheridan's new club after he left the Latics, he went down there, took the offer to go and manage uh, the Robins, and off he went to Swindon. Quick mention about the referee, as usual from me. The referee on Tuesday is. David Rock from Hertfordshire. This is his second season in the EFL and has already picked up quite a bit of notoriety over his performances, mainly, mainly for too much physicality, allowing it. If you do a quick search of his name on Twitter, there's a lot of managers coming on there saying he didn't protect my players. So maybe Chris Murray can have a field day kicking the, the midfield around on yeah. night and getting away with it all. So what is seven penalties so far this season? Wow. So that's that's quite a quite a lot. No reds though. No reds and sixty-two yellows in, in his games that he's refereed him. Let's introduce our our guest fan for the week. It's Rich Pullen from the At Loved Stranger podcast, which is a Swindon Town podcast. 
he's a, swind- a lifelong Swindon Town supporter. Over to Rich, and let's have a listen to what he says. Hello, I'm Rich Pullen, and I am founder and co-presenter of the Low Strangers podcast, which follows the trials and tribulations of Swindon Town Football Club. The tenure of John Sheridan has not gone very well at all, which isn't a huge surprise, but it's still a significant disappointment. We were very cagey with our reaction when when the appointment was made, and it's just gone exactly how it is weird that you know you, you you try not to be outraged and unhappy but when things go the way you anticipate you kind of like well this is what we knew would happen and that's exactly what what has and he's given us a few great moments you know we beat Bristol Rovers it wasn't a great performance but we beat them and we beat Oxford for the first time since 2001 which was a huge moment for the fan base um, and then it's all gone dropped like a lead balloon since then and you know we've we've got oversized squads players have been frozen out and we're losing games which is really not what we want to be doing right now Matthew Palmer's been a really interesting story at Swindon because he signed about a year ago to bolster our promotion push when we were in league two and he barely played played about four minutes and got a medal and it, it was it was beginning to get quite apparent that Richie Wellens didn't fancy him and, and sent him out on loan to Wigan, um, where he, you know, did all right. And he played, as we discussed, he played really well nearer to the end of his spell. And then he came back, which was not a surprise to us because obviously he was he was at Wigan under John Sheridan. So it made sense that he was recording. Since he's come back, he's done okay. Much better than than he could have, because he could have just been on to hell with this. Swindon Town have treated me poorly and um looked for a move elsewhere. But he's come in, he's been fine, he's been he's been he's not done anything massively offensive. Um he scored a good goal against against Charlton Athletic. And um, you know, he's he's playing pretty much he's a starter now. He's gone from nothing, frozen out completely to a starter which, you know, might be related to, you know, our downfall. He might not be good enough, but he's, he's not disgraced himself in any way. Um, maybe one poor half since he's returned, but, you know, he's, he's not the reason Swindon are struggling. Huge couple of months with Swindon Town in relation to their League One future. I mean, when, when John Sheridan arrived, we were just above the relegation zone with, due to games being played elsewhere. And... A good appointment would result in Swindon clearing away from the relegation zone and having a nice, boring mid-table finish. And we're kind of, if you didn't know Swindon Town and how we play, we're kind of in the same situation. A, a run of five games would take us out of the relegation zone and again put us in that sort of 16th, 17th area that we would kill for. The problem is that we're not getting those results and neither the teams around us. So there's this horrible lingering sense of hope amongst Swindon fans that a new manager or just a sudden, a good signing can turn it all around. And I'd rather Swindon were bottom on four points so we know our destiny. But I think we've still got a lot, a lot of football left to be played where we'll still have this well, Wimbledon are dropping like stones and Northampton are dropping. Rovers aren't winning. So maybe we can replace them. But these teams keep losing and Swindon don't keep keep losing as well. So we are we are in this situation where there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of like justification for the for the sacking of John Sheridan on the basis that the owners will suddenly make the right 
appointment and everything will be rosy and that's why that's why we follow football isn't it that that level and hope and and you know we, we don't look around beyond our own team it's we can stay up we can but we, we things need to change at Swindon for that to happen and, and at this moment in time if you ask me what do you think would happen at the moment I lean towards relegation for Swindon but it's not over yet I mean, our best player at the moment is our goalkeeper, which is Mark Travers, um, which is never a good sign for a season when your goalkeeper is your best player. He's just come in in the last month from AFC Bournemouth after the, the chat we had before, Matty Kovash from Manchester United. He was not good. He had a terrible spell at Swindon and you can already see... We already have a lot more faith in our goalkeeper. You can, he looks like a goalkeeper. His, his positioning is good. He's not the reason. He's not made an error yet. Um, he's conceding goals that he can't do anything about. And and that's a shame. Outfield, uh, it depends on how well DJ plays. Uh, Jayasimi, he, he was our big signing in the summer in the sense that he was a lone player the year before. And he was one of the few players that committed to Swindon afterwards. Um, if he's on form and he's played in the right position, then he's one of the best players in the division. You know, I think for every great game he plays, he does have a, a few ones where he's not as great. I think he's the one to look out for. Last time I was on this podcast, I cited Matthew Smith, who's a central midfielder on loan for Arsenal, but it looks like he is going to be recalled by Arsenal and sent else, somewhere else on loan, which is not great because he was playing a lot of football. So I, I'm very surprised that Arsenal have recalled him because he was he played more minutes than anyone else than Swindon. So maybe Mr Smith hasn't liked football under John Sheridan, which has changed quite considerably from playing along the floor to a little bit of what we like to call long balls, um, which won't surprise you too much, um, given that he was at Wigan for a little while. But I would say Jayasimi. We've had Scott Twine come back from Newport. He did a fantastic job. Mike Flynn, I'm sorry, Flynn, the manager, brilliant stuff with Scott Twine. He's come back. He scored an absolute stunner against Ipswich. And he's not done a great deal more than that other than appear on, on the mainstream news and talk about how he can take shots from like Ronaldo from distance. We need He's been played out of position and I don't know if Swindon are looking to sell or what, but he's kind of becoming a little bit of a passenger in games and it would have been, it's clear that he should have played at Newport for the whole season, but we did need him. Um, we've, we've got a new back line as well, pretty much since since we were last scheduled to play. But, you know, yesterday, the game against Hull was the first time that we hadn't conceded more than one goal. You know, we've scored, conceded two or more games before that. So um, Hull yesterday, they were very relaxed. They didn't step up any gears. It was a very comfortable victory for them. But they are beginning to find their way a little bit. But this is this is mild praise. We are not very good at the moment going to go for a 1-1 draw um we haven't kept a clean sheet in quite some time so and and i do i do think that wiggins formed by the blackpool game has they've become something of draw specialists and it's a it's a really huge game for swindon this one because it's got that really funny or great narrative of john sheridan because this could easily be his last game and it would be kind of poetic if his game his last game would be 
you know, by being down by Liam Richardson at, at Wigan. So it's, it's, it's a huge moment. And it's the first game against genuine sort of relegation rivals that we've had in a while. So this is going to be a huge indication as to whether Swindon can. We have been lousy on Tuesday nights uh, all season and we've been lousy at home. So to predict a draw is something of a positive for Swindon um, from the Swindon Town fan base, because if you look at it, our, our home form, especially on Tuesdays, I don't even know if we've won a game on a Tuesday this season or it's, it's, it's been woeful. But we're going to down there for a reason as well. I've liked some of your signings, but but I'm going to go for a draw, which does neither of us any major favours. Yeah, he one. If he doesn't sound very optimistic, does he, to be honest? Uh... Uh, and, and he had very low expectations of Sheridan when he came in. And he's living up to those expectations, I think, really. So uh, I suppose if you always be pessimistic and then you'll never be disappointed. I think that's the, that's a, that sounds like what he's like. I mean, the, interesting what he said about Matty Palmer, that he was frozen out completely under the previous manager, but has got himself back into the side now. He obviously scored the other week. But seems to me like... Uh, from what he's saying, there's lots of changes moving the squad around and they don't seem to have a settled side. I know we're going to be very similar, but obviously our hand's been forced, hasn't it, by our circumstances, really. You know, he's been in the job now for three months and you'd think he'd start to have an idea, wouldn't you, Sheridan, about what his, what his best team is. So I don't think we're playing them at a bad time. They lost narrowly yesterday, didn't they? But uh, from, what the, from what he said, it was a flattering 1-0 defeat from, from what I, I can gather from it. So, point wouldn't be a disaster, but I think we can go down there and win it, personally. I think we've a, I think we've a chance to go down and maybe, maybe get a 2-1 win. What do you think, Barry? You mentioned something about about us, Rich, on his, um, in his discussion. He said, we're the draw specialists, and, and I think that's what we're turning out to be. We can't kill a game off. Take out the Rochdale at home, Blackpool at home games. And we've been close in, in, in all the games that we've played. Even when we went to, to Burton and we beat Accrington and so on, they were high-scoring games, but there was just, just a goal in it. I, I'm within me. I think um, I, I think it's going to be a draw. So I, I'm going. I'm with Rich. I'm going to go for one apiece. That's, that's where I see it. Have you got uh, any ideas what we're like away at Swindon? What it's like? Not very good, but but what to be fair, fresh in the mind was our only victory at uh, Swindon, which was a four-one uh, win on Good Friday, two thousand and sixteen. Very complete away performance. It was on Sky the uh, evening kickoff. Played really really well. I think I remember Morsi scoring a decent goal in that game as well. We were we were really in the groove then, weren't we? You know, we were we were we, we were just just basically. Uh, getting a bit closer to Burton, weren't we? And 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 then we never looked back, did we? Once we once we went past them, we uh, we obviously ended up winning that winning that league in the end from from being a long way back, weren't we? So yeah, yeah. But before that, not great at all. I mean, you'll be better than me. But did we not lose? Did we not draw a playoff game there, nil nil, in the eighties? After we we've been two have we been two nil up at home and lost three two? Is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. We, we, we were two nil up after twenty minutes and we thought this is it. It's, you know we're cruising to victory here. They got it back to two apiece and Peter Coyne scored. Who was a, an ex Latics player? He scored in the dying minutes, give them a three two win, and we went down there and pummeled them, pummeled them uh, in a nil nil. Lou Macari was manager then. 
Just looking back to that side, what went down on Good Friday, there's some very interesting names in there, which uh, Latix fans might uh, enjoy hearing again. I'll run through the team. Jasko Leinen, Danny Ulls, Morgan, McCann, Warnock, Morse, scored a good goal, like you said. Perkins, Power, Yannick Wilshurt, Greg, and the 11th player in there was the one and only, Reese Wabara, who's a fan's favourite. <laughs> also, coming off the bench were Tim Choi, Craig Davis, and uh, Harris Vukic. I thought he was he, he was a bit of class, Harris. Yeah, yeah, he scored a couple of important goals though for us, didn't he? A couple of home games where they were dead tight, he scored a couple, but... I mean, there's some good, good quality players in there. I mean, Chris Chris McCann, once he got fit, uh, after his really bad injury that he got at City, and he was a class apart at that level, wasn't he? You know, he was top top quality player at that at that level. I mean, I think I think he was a victim of having injuries. That's the way. That's that's the reason that we kept him in the um, you know in the squad. He, he was the only one that didn't make his debut on the first day. Makes you a bit sad, really, doesn't it? Because I mean, I know we think we think back to last season's team, but over the last four or five years, really, you know, we've had, we have had a few really good, exciting sides. You know, just thinking there, uh, Wilchuk and Greg, those two for me, in terms of working together, struggle to see many better. Really, probably your Robertson, Ellingtons, that type of era. But the way Wilchuk and Greg, once he came in, Greg started scoring, didn't he? He didn't score yeah. loads before Christmas, so. No, he, he got five up until I remember interviewing him. The uh, they took a lot of presents to the kids' ward at Wigan Infirmary, and uh, and Jones said, "If you want to come along, I'll, you can have a chat with Will Grigg for your podcast." Oh, obviously, I jumped at the chance, and I went over, and I sat sat in like this little reception area talking to him, and he was on five goals, and I was saying like, you know, have you are you finding it finding it tough? And he was no, not at all. So I said, right. I said, have you set yourselves any targets? He said, yeah. He said, I'll. He said, I'm on course for twenty for the season. <laughs> it's Christmas and you've knocked five in, and you're telling me you're on course for twenty. And I said, it's the Euros, isn't it? You know, in the summer. He said, yeah. He said, I'm hoping to go there. He said, but uh, he said promotion's the main aim at the moment, and and you know to get twenty goals. And obviously, true to his word. Bang! They were they were flying in. I bet, you, I bet you were thinking, "Who's this idiot here? What's he talking about?" We were probably ninth, tenth at league at the time. Well, near Christmas, when he scored five goals, and he's saying that we're going to get promoted, and he's going to score twenty odd goals. Yeah, yeah, but he <laughs> was a bit, a bit he, was, he was very, very confident. There's an aim missing from that team, though, and he did, he was a great assist for uh, Will, and I know. Yannick Wilshut provided him with a few goals, but Michael Jacobs, he went in the team that day down at, at Swindon, and he, uh, he 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 played really. He still in cut really well with with Will Gregg. I thought I think he must have been in a bit of an injury period because I remember he did a bit of uh, he did a bit of commentary, didn't he? He was summarising on. Did he not drop it? Did he not drop the uh, the stuff or his uh, microphone or something at one point, or pulled pulled the cable out or something? Jumping up, cheering. Yeah. Wimbledon to look forward to on Wednesday to discuss that. Maybe we've got some more updates on the sale of the club to discuss. And it was a good day yesterday for us, Adam, with just Shrewsbury going a, a win. And, uh, you know, if we can get a win away in Wiltshire, it can lift us out of that bottom four. Yeah, two, two big games. Six, 
we take six points from these next two, then we'll be out of. The, I think getting for us, if we get out of the bottom four, I think we'll stay out. I think I'm with you there. Uh, get out of the bottom four and we'll we'll stay out. Well, it's a big thank you to Adam for joining me this afternoon, and also for Rich coming all the way from Wiltshire via the internet. I yeah. hope you've enjoyed our little ramblings. All right, cheers, Barry. See you later. Bye bye.